Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I am your host, career coach, and job search ally. People strive to find career happiness, purpose, and satisfaction, and yet end up in a career path that does not align with their goals and overall purpose. If you are launching your career or ready for your next career move, this podcast will empower you to pave your path and take the action steps to get you where you need to be. Let's get started. Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I'm your host. If you're afraid of public speaking or looking for ways to boost your speaking confidence, then this episode is for you. I know it's been a while since I've done a solo episode and I really wanted to talk about this topic. I believe that having the skill to speak in public is instrumental in the enhancement of your career, and this will allow you to take advantage of many opportunities that you may be presented with. And because I know that this can be a barrier, I really wanted to spend a little bit of time to share some simple strategies to help address some of those public speaking challenges that you may be experiencing. Let's be honest, at some point in our lives, we have been asked to get in front of a group of people to either give a presentation, uh, maybe give a speech, share a thought at a meeting, or give a toast at a wedding. I know I've done them all. For many of us, this is extremely uncomfortable, and it can be frightening as well. And while this can be frightening and terrifying, As professionals, I believe that it is almost unavoidable to have to get in front of a group of people where eyes will be on you. This can be for a job interview presentation, which they are very common. It may be that you have to facilitate a session at a conference or maybe presenting an idea at a meeting or conducting a workshop on a topic that you have expertise in. Again, I'm sure that you've been in some type of situation or you've had the opportunity to do something like this, but again, that barrier of of avoiding public speaking uh, because of that fear and anxiety that comes along with it. So why are you tuning in today? So you may be experiencing either a fear of public speaking or you're just looking to gain some tips and strategies on how to be a more confident speaker. I really feel like, personally, I feel that public speaking can feel like a very isolating experience. You know, you're up there, you're afraid of being rejected, people might not not like you, maybe they don't connect with you. And then the other piece too, it could be that you're afraid to be discovered, that you actually don't know what you're talking about. You're afraid you're going to say the wrong thing. Basically, you're vulnerable, right? When you're up there, you are vulnerable. And trust me, as someone that has I've has delivered over a thousand presentations, I have found ways to control those jitters and how to be a little more confident for that next speaking engagement. Oftentimes, after um, after I present, when I'm doing either you know a webinar or an in-person presentation. I'll get people that come up to me and they'll ask me for 
tips and advice. You know, how do you overcome your fear of public speaking? Why don't you get nervous? You know, how can I be a more confident speaker? And I always find that to be really interesting when people come up to me with with that question. Because while I don't claim to be the best public speaker, I'm always looking for ways to improve. And and that's something that I'm always, yeah, looking for ways to, to be a better speaker because I do so many. But I have to share that for a long time, I had a fear of public speaking. I was afraid. I was terrified. And I just had to learn how to overcome that because in my role as a career coach and career development professional, that requires me to deliver a ton of presentations. When I when I came into this role, you know, initially, I just thought that I was going to be doing, you know, one-on-one career advising and maybe a few presentations here and there, but never in a million years that I know that that the majority of of my of my time would be spent putting together presentations and delivering them to a wide range of audiences. So I had to learn very quickly how to build that skill set and, and how to how to uh, not be as as terrified uh, with this experience. And so I will share that when I used to get in front of a group at the beginning, I tried hiding my nerves, but it was super difficult because my hands they would shake uncontrollably, my voice would shake. You could tell that I was nervous. My face would turn cherry red, and so it was. You know, it was physically obvious that I was a hot mess, that I was a nervous wreck. And then I experienced a turning point in my public speaking. I work at the University of Illinois, Chicago. So this campus is enormous. And so a lot of the classrooms are lecture halls, right, with over a 100 students. And I can recall a time where I was invited to come in and simply give an overview of our office services, as well as some resume tips. So I was comfortable talking about these things. But I recall entering one of our larger lecture halls, and, you know, the students are chatty, they're getting situated, and I go in and, you know, my heart just, I felt like it stopped. And the professor's there, and, you know, she's casual, and she hands me the microphone and, you know, okay, you ready to start? Here we have Liz Herrera that's going to talk about career services and some resume tips. And at that moment, I realized, I'm like, the students are here. They're just ready to just hear what I have to say, what information that I have to present. And I thought to myself, this is not about me. This is about them and what I'm here to offer them and what they can benefit from working with our office and just some you know, general resume tips, something that they can use, information that will be beneficial to them. So this is not about me. And I'll tell you from that moment on, just having that that mind shift was extremely helpful in, in future presentations. So again, you know, having experienced so many different types of presentations and speaking engagements, I gradually overcame that fear of public speaking. I found ways to make it less anxiety-inducing, and I have found strategies on how to be a more effective and confident speaker. And while I still get nervous, I have found joy in presenting. So today, I will share five strategies 
to help you overcome that fear and boost your confidence for the next time that you have to get on that stage. All right, so number one, you have to know your content well and you have to know your audience. You have to do your research on whatever it is that you're presenting. You have to be comfortable with the content and you cannot wing it. You have to know what you're talking about. So when you are prepared, you will reduce a lot of that anxiety that comes with facilitating a presentation or speaking in public. You have to think about the main topics. What are you going to talk about? What are some of those biggest takeaways that you want your audience to leave with? And you have to stick to those main points. And, you know, kind of going back to knowing your audience, Whenever I do any type of presentation, I need to know who am I speaking to? What are, you know, what type of information are they looking for? What problem are they trying to solve? What are they looking for? Who am I talking to? So when you understand the needs of your audience, you're able to tailor your presentation. And again, that will make you feel even more prepared and you'll be able to tailor what it is that you want to talk about and you will have a more engaged audience. Now, the other thing that I'll say, while preparation is good, I know that there are a lot of people that like to over-prepare. So one of the things that I have to say is do not memorize your material. You do not want to sound rehearsed. You do not want to sound like a robot, okay? You have to be comfortable with your content, but don't read off of the PowerPoint slide. Have you ever had those people that present and they're just reading off the slides? Like, I can do that. I mean, unless someone can't see, but it's just not a good, you know, public speaking practice. You want to give your talking points. So less is more, use visuals, but share the information in a more organic way. And one way that you can engage with your audience, and and this is also helpful when knowing who you're speaking with or to, you know, share a quote, something that is relevant to the presentation. That's a great way to start um, some type of session. Do a poll. That helps you even, you know, zero in a little more on, on the needs of your audience. Share a statistic, a fact that will allow your, your audience to engage, engage with you and with your content. The other thing that I find to be super helpful is prepare a story. You know, how is this topic relevant to you? Do you have anything that you can share? You know, how how does this topic resonate with you personally uh, or the people that you serve? So a, a story can really be impactful and it's a great way for your audience to connect with you and the content may even, you know, resonate with them on a much deeper level, which is ideal for any public speaker. All right, so number two, and this is very important, you have to practice positive self-talk. You have to go in thinking that you are going to do great. We all experience self-doubt. And with self-doubt, we sometimes do that whole negative self, self-talk, self right? So things like, I'm most likely going to bomb this. Why do I need to practice? I'm not a good speaker, I'm going to get nervous. People are not going to like me. They're not going to believe me. I'm going to be judged. This is not going to go well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And 
you may be familiar with the um with the psychology behind a self-fulfilling prophecy. So this is basically where, you know, we believe something about ourselves and then we act we end up acting it out into reality. So if you're going to go into a presentation thinking that you are going to fail miserably, guess what? You're going to fail miserably because you are creating that self-fulfilling prophecy. So why not use that self-fulfilling prophecy to your advantage and change that narrative, change that attitude, and have a positive expectation? So those of you who follow me know that I like a lot of self-reflection and visualization. So I like to go through this visualization exercise. So I encourage you to do this right before your presentation or before you know any type of public speaking event. I want you to envision yourself standing tall and confident as you introduce yourself and you deliver the opening to your presentation. I want you to picture a captive audience. They're listening. They're engaged with you. And I want you to imagine how you are going to work that room because you are going to take up space. I want you to take up space. And I want you to deliver that, con- that, that presentation with confidence. That is how you are visualizing what it's going to look like when you get out there. I want you to think about the positive way in which people are going to respond to you and your message. You're going to get an applause. People are going to come up to you. They're going to thank you. And they're going to be satisfied with that new information and content that you just provided them with. I want you to go in thinking, I am going to be a phenomenal speaker. So you need to give yourself that pep talk. Trust me, it works and you have nothing to lose. Number three, and I mentioned this earlier, it's not all about you and you don't have to have all the answers. Isn't that a relief? That's something that I learned that was huge for me, and it really alleviated some of that added pressure and expectation. When I would be invited to do some type of presentation, I always felt the pressure that I had to have all of the answers. After all, quote unquote, I was the expert. So that in itself came with a lot of uh, pressure and anxiety. And for a long time, I dreaded the Q&A part of the presentation. I did not want anybody to ask me any questions because I was afraid that I was not going to know the answer. And I admit that at times, and again, this is early in in my public speaking career, I would end presentations without Q&A. I would avoid it. And I know that's terrible. I don't do that anymore. And I, you know, as I got comfortable with with, with my content, and my presentation style, I have to say that I found myself being okay with not knowing everything. And so when I would get questions that, you know, maybe an audience member stumped me on, I would look and I would say, I would look at them and say, that's a great question. I do not have an answer for that. Can I get back to you? So being able to do that, you know, for me, that was a strategy. I thought, okay, acknowledge that you don't know, be transparent instead of trying to make up something and then, you know, back paddle or say, you know, provide incorrect information because I don't want to do that. I would, I'll simply just say like, I don't know. 
And it's a great way for me to connect with my audience. And people appreciate that. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be okay with it. And I connect with them and I'll say, I'll email you, you know, the presentation. And then I'll, I'll also find out that information and send it your way. And that's something that I continue, continuously uh, practice in, in any type of presentation uh, that I do. And it's quite all right. All right, moving along. Number four, use your body language to your advantage. Work the room. Walk around. Use your hands. You want to avoid standing behind a table like I used to or standing behind that podium. It's so tempting to hide when we are nervous. But that is so boring. As an audience member, when I... You know, when I see someone get ready for the presentation and they're standing behind the podium, I feel like I'm going to be lectured at. So I mentally prepare. So whenever I stand behind a podium, all you can see is a pair of eyes. So that's not good. When you're in front of a presenter, you want them, you actually want to see them. So one time, and now this is me getting, being more comfortable with my public speaking. I remember it was in an auditorium. It was on stage. And there was a, uh, a podium and it didn't move. So I couldn't, sometimes you can lower them. I couldn't lower that podium. So there I am, you know, people are, can just see, you know, my forehead and up. And so I decided, and, and this took guts. And again, I think a lot of confidence. I decided to move the microphone to the side where people can actually see me from head to toe. And so that was helpful for me. I'm like, I just need to be in front of this group and that people can actually see me. So I I went from hiding behind a desk and a podium to just standing in front of people. And I'll say that another strategy that I use before a presentation, I, you know, one of the things that help that helps me to not be nervous is to get to know my audience as they're walking in. So welcoming people, greeting them, starting, you know, a short conversation. So that way they don't feel like strangers. I'm not presenting to a bunch of strangers. I am having these warm connections right at the beginning. And that has been super helpful in connecting with people even before the presentation. And I think it helps them as well to connect with you. And so one of the things that I also do Focusing on the smiling faces. So once I start presenting, I like to look around the room. I like to look at the friendly faces, people that are smiling, people that are nodding, because it is inevitable that you are going to come across individuals that will be yawning, looking at their phone, or just giving you that that stare. That's unavoidable. That's going to happen. And so one of the things that I've done or I've kind of changed my my mind as well, or that mind shift, is it's not about me. They're on their phone because they're waiting for an update from a family member. They're yawning because maybe they did not get enough sleep that night. So it has nothing to do with my public speaking skill. And so that has been helpful as well. Maybe I'm just psyching myself out. But hey, if it helps alleviate some of that that anxiety. You want to be mindful of your body language. So part of delivering the content, you can be confident in what you're saying, but people are watching you, right? So be mindful of that body language. Don't cross your arms. Don't put your hands in your pocket. 
Use your hands to deliver that message. You know, speak with your hands. I was reading an article recently from Science of People, and they collected data and they found that the least popular TED Talkers, they used an average of 272 hand gestures during that 18-minute TED Talk. Whereas the more popular TED Talkers, they used an average of 465 hand gestures. That's almost double. I thought that was interesting. I said, wow, that's that's interesting how just using your hands uh, can really make a huge difference. Now, of course, there is a sweet spot and you don't want to overdo it because you don't want to be distracting either. I think you have to find that that happy medium. Remember that your body language conveys your energy and passion for that topic. You, you know, think about yourself when you are an audience member. What do you enjoy about that public speaker, that presenter? How do you connect with them? What are some of the things that they do that you're like, oh, that's great. Think about that. I, I for me, I, I started to observe a lot of public speakers to see, you know, what resonated with me, what worked. And then also what doesn't work and, you know, avoid doing that, observing other speakers. And when you're speaking, you want to make sure that you're also uh, making eye contact. Look at your audience. I think that can be a scary thing at first. But when you make eye contact, again, you're able to connect with them. You're able to gauge their physical reactions to what it is that you're saying. And you can adjust uh, your delivery accordingly. There's nothing like being able to uh, to read a room. And then this is a bonus tip. And I know that this is going to sound dreadful, but I promise that it is extremely helpful. Record yourself. Observe your body language. Do you notice any quirks? I know I have plenty <laughs> that I'm still trying to work on. So record yourself and, and pay attention to your body language. Is there anything that you do that's distracting that maybe, you know, that you, maybe you might be put off with? Uh, look, you know, look at, at your body language and, and your, the tone of your voice. Most importantly, are you smiling? People will feed off of your energy. So keep that in mind. All right. Number five, plan for the unexpected. Murphy's Law. It's a rule that states if something can go wrong, it will. And trust me, I've learned the hard way. When I, when I first started doing presentations, I used to save everything on a flash drive. And I think I'm outdating myself, but I saved everything on a flash drive. And there were plenty of times where I would forget my flash drive or the flash drive was damaged. So then I started saving my presentations on the cloud or I would email myself. And that was helpful until the moment that I showed up for a presentation and their equipment was down. So I could not use my PowerPoint. So after that, I started making copies of my presentation so that I can at least stick to my talking points. And what I learned was that I was able to be flexible and adapt to the situation. So there's so much anxiety that comes with public speaking. And when you go in and you're prepared, but then something that is uh, outside of your control happens, that in itself 
will create panic. And I know that at the beginning, it, it did so for me, especially that one time when they're like, ah, the, the projector's not working. And I'm like, but I have a PowerPoint. I have slides. I have visuals. <laughs> what am I going to do? And I figured it out. I figured ways to still be able to deliver my content. And I think that was something that added more confidence to my public speaking. But at that moment, trust me, I panicked on the inside. I tried not to show it. But it's something that I learned. I had to adapt. So you have to be flexible in your approach. And one of the things that I've done, uh, you know, now in, in doing presentations is using strategies in terms of using my audience. So doing pair shares, right? So sometimes I'll ask questions and people are afraid to, to share any information. So I'll say, okay, well, let's put you in pairs or I'll have people share in a group if I'm getting, if I have a chatty group. So using the audience to participate and engage in the presentation has made a huge difference when I'm not able to use maybe PowerPoint slides or I incorporate uh, both, which is, is really helpful in, in any type of presentation. So learn your style, get comfortable with your approach, and with practice, you will be so much better and more prepared even when the unexpected occurs. But you have to start somewhere. So I challenge you to find opportunities that will help you develop your presentation skills, but also to give you that confidence to be prepared in the case that maybe you are invited to do an impromptu speaking engagement, and the only way to improve is through practice. And it can be, you know, enrolled in Toastmasters International. So this is an organization that it's it's a very popular, it teaches public speaking and leadership skills through a worldwide network of clubs. Maybe volunteer to lead a workshop uh, or a webinar. You have to start somewhere. And I honestly believe that you know what that looks like for you. All right, so I hope that you found these strategies helpful. I believe in you, and I know that you are one step closer to becoming that confident speaker. Remember to breathe and believe in yourself. Thank you for listening, and until next time, this is Liz, your career coach and job search ally.